0: We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA.
1: Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT WPHTD HD. WOGL HD3 Philadelphia. A Radio.com station. Now from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your host. For The Mortgage Mom, D.N. Cyrus. How are you, D.N.?
2: Fabulous, Mark. How are you?
1: I'm very excited. Very excited this week. We're here every week to keep you informed on real estate, commercial, residential, mortgages, whatever's happening. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, D.N.?
2: 609-605-7153.
1: And we're here anyway to help. Just give us a ring. I always answer my phone. Always. And you can listen to this show and soon at our webpage, good News in Real Estate, and com, which is a good
2: thing. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Got one for you. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes. We have Mark's funny story.
1: Hopefully a better one this Hopefully week.
2: Hopefully it's a better one. And the mortgage mom topic? The do's and don'ts when purchasing your new home. When purchasing. I when got it. purchasing. All right. I got When's it. the best time to buy?
1: Yeah, yesterday.
2: <laughs> All right. We have our questions. What is the triple net lease in real estate? All right. How long does it take to obtain a real estate license?
1: I got that answer.
2: I'm sure you do. Does real property also include the airspace above the land? This is a good one. Mark, are townhomes bigger than condos?
1: That's pretty much money you got. <laughs>
2: Can your husband co sign on someone else's home without your knowledge? That's a good one. I like that one. We also have our topic of the day. Which is? This economy is opportunity time. That's true. But, Mark, first, give us your motivational quote. And this is
1: actually from me. I said this a long time to some agents one night. I don't know, it popped in my head. I told them life is like a boxing match. You don't remember all the punches you took after the
2: victory. Wow, another profound... And actually, one of them wrote it down. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So one out of a thousand isn't bad. That's true. So where are we at? Mark, we are up to the market report.
1: And there's the bell. So now, I'm a little worried uh, in Philly, because this uh, city council actually invited Alan Dom to come talk to us one day. Uh, They're voting to amend this 10-year controversial tax abatement, which could possibly screw with uh, investors, which I don't think they should be tinkering with the real estate market because it is in such great shape. Uh, but anyway, Delvers, the developers, in contrast, view the abatement as a necessary subsidy that made it financially possible to get projects off the ground. The approved changes reduces the tax abatement by 10 percentage points each year, and it is in effect offering a 100% tax break <clears throat> for the first Five for the first year, ninety percent, and so on.
2: Yeah, every year after. Yeah. So, but
1: and then they talk, they're talking about some other one about putting a tax, forcing them to donate money into community civic groups. It's it's too many t- right regulation and too many taxes.
2: In the beginning, there's too many regulations and things you need to go through. Big time, big time,
1: and then anyway, uh, mortgage rates are going to stay low. It might not make a big difference. The average thirty rate. Year hovering since two thousand nine. In two thousand nineteen, remember when it was back at four point four point five percent? I do. And uh, and they were predicting that they were going to go higher and higher and higher, and it didn't happen. They went and, lower and lower. Yeah. Instead, the averages dropped below four percent, and now look where we're at. And the lower rates at the end of 2019 should have been, in theory, made it less expensive to purchase a home, keeping buyers in the market, increasing competition. And while Philadelphia did see some home sales in 2009 carry on with some strength, the city also saw home ownership the trend continue down.
2: But we know why
1: compared to the
2: 80s. Well, there's no inventory.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, I know, but you never hear of well, That's why our show, you get some facts.
2: Mark, I have a file full of people that are pre-approved looking to purchase homes, and their biggest complaint is every time they go to look at a house, they go home, they talk about it, they want to put the offer in, it's gone.
1: I know. I told somebody We last need to week, fix this. Actually, I told somebody Saturday about how many people you had pre-approved that are trying to find a house. And they, they're like, they're shocked. Anyway, but so things are in really good shape. Home ownership will go up because the millennials are starting to really get into it. Their incomes are going up. They're finally starting to make money. And compared to the 80s, when the average 30-year rate <laughs> peaked above 18%, I remember buying that house I locked in at 18.5. And you were excited. I, I was really happy. Carter was president. Man, I said, man, I'm locking in right now before it hits 21. And that's how <laughs> I tell people that story, they, especially the students. They look at me like 18%. You know, it's that's like a, like a bad credit card.
2: So uh, <laughs> That's anyway. actually a good credit card. <laughs> oh, it is? The credit cards are that bad? The rates are like 24, 22%, I'm seeing on some of these borrowers.
1: Oh, that's, that's crazy. But ever since the 30 uh, year mortgage rate has remained around 3 4%, economists expect the rates to stay similar in 2020. Right now, our for, the forecast is for a slight increase in mortgage rates over the next two years. Rates topping out, this is one professional. You know, if you line up. So, this is somebody's you opinion.
2: Line, is that you, what you're saying? That's right.
1: If you line 100 economists up, you get 100 opinions. Anyway, this you know what one, they say
2: about opinions.
1: Yeah, I know. And they got two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, the rates, they think their rates are going to be topping at around 4% in 2022. I think we could possibly be a little higher than that. Even though the endpoint doesn't seem a whole lot higher, probably see a few more spikes and dips along the way. In nineteen eighty one mortgage rates peaked at eighteen point six for the majority of two thousand and nineteen we were under four percent and that's gonna continue so the rates are great
2: the rates are great, and the people that bought their houses in two thousand and nineteen at four and a half percent are refinancing right now to three point six two five percent i'm
1: gonna i'm gonna be doing that with you uh as soon as I get a couple other little issues out of the <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> but I'm working on but it.
2: But if, if, if you're out there and your rate is at 4.5%, you got to talk to us about refinancing.
1: No doubt about it. Because last week you said, it's time to refi. That's right. That's right.
2: I think you should make a song about that.
1: I could write a song real quickly about okay. that. Anyway, and 45% of home- homeowners have plans to move at some point within a decade, according to a new study of more than 1,500 Americans released by a mortgage company. 16% of the survey respondents say they plan on moving to a new house in their current city. About 15% intend to move to a new city in their state and 15% plan to relocate to a new state. That's California and New Jersey.
2: I don't know if people are going to California right now, but. No, I mean, they're leaving. They're leaving, right. Yeah,
1: Jersey and California are the two number ones, two states. Okay. What was the number I gave you? 500 people a day? A day. (laughs) A day are leaving New York. That's how bad it is. Included desire to live in the areas was lower cost of living, 30%. An area with better job prospects, 28%. And closer to their children, 21%. And the motivations for moving differ from generation to generation. For example, millennials are more likely to move to want for maybe a larger house while baby boomers maybe want to retire to a new area. Further survey found that 11% of runners plan to buy a home in 2020. 42% of those runners intend to buy within two years to five years. So what's the rates?
2: Speaking of low rates, our 30-year conventional fixed is 3625 Your 15-year is 3.50, and your 30-year jumbo is 3.75, FHA, 3.625.
1: Unbelievable rates. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All
0: positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Casares and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt Free Living. Learn more at WeHateDebt.com.
1: All right. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio, 1210 WPHT.
2: So where are we at, Deanne. Mark, we are up to your funny story. Actually, I got one for you. All right, let's, the all heads right. are on. It's so, good.
1: no, Nobody's dying or all anything right, this right. week. All right, so this realtor, right? He, leaves, he has a settlement on a Friday, he leaves Friday afternoon, but it's a payday. He gets a big settlement instead of going home. He hangs out with the boys. One thing leads to another thing. He ends up partying with the boys all weekend, blows the whole commission check. When he finally appears home on Sunday, He's confronted by his angry wife and she barrages him for nearly like two hours on a tirade befitting his actions. Finally, she finally stopped nagging him and said to him, How would you like it if you didn't see me for two or three days? And he still had a half a buzz on. He goes, That'd be fine with me. So Monday went by. He didn't see his wife. Tuesday went by. Wednesday came and went. Finally, on Thursday, the swelling went down a little bit so he could see a little bit out of the corner of his right eye. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was
2: an all right one. That was good. I like that one. If you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501.
1: And now it's time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the And Kat Cyrus, the mortgage mom. And our topic is the do's and don'ts of when purchasing a home.
2: So you just put all the words in there of when. I got it, man. I got it. All right.
1: All right. All right. Tell me about this.
2: (laughs) So a lot of people, and it just happened last night. I got a guy that I'm working on his credit. He's buying a house for his mom. He lives in Florida. He's An athlete, like a professional athlete, and he co-signed on a car for somebody, and there was a late payment. And we talked about, hey, you got to get this this current. No problem, no problem. We'll take care of it. I told him things to pay down. Did that analyzer that we do with the credit report, right? And he said I took care of it. No problem. I call him. He's away on vacation. I said I'm going to update your credit so that we can move forward with your application. I pull his credit and the car is now in foreclosure that his friend is part of, right? So this guy has nothing to do with it. And he went and bought a new car, like a $60,000 car. I might have forgot to mention that he's (laughs) under contract. Oh. And I said, I don't know if your your credit's going to recover by then. It's new construction. We're going to get ready to rock and roll in June, but I'm just like, I'm sweating last night going to bed thinking, how is this gonna happen? So I thought my segment today right. should be on the do's and don'ts when purchasing a home. Well, there was a couple don'ts there. So a lot of don'ts. And the first one is once you get pre-approved and you're under contract, or even if you start talking to your loan originator, right. do not change jobs. No. If you need to change jobs, You need to talk to the loan officer. I mean, I've had people that are pre-approved. They have an opportunity. You know, they're going to leave their job on Friday. They're going to start their new job on Monday. That's fine. Right. I'm not promoting it. I'm not suggesting to go out and look for a new job, but life happens. And if that comes about, we need to talk about it. Right. We just need to make sure that I get a 30-day pay stub and that it's an improvement on your salary and not a decline on your salary. No surprises. Right. The other one is you don't want to change banks or move your money around once we've already collected all of your bank statements. So what I try to tell people in the beginning is let's work out of one bank statement so that your earnest money deposit comes out of there. We don't have to look at all the transfers and the balances and blah, 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 because a lot of people get their paycheck, deposit it into an account, and then it goes off into a lot of different accounts. So we have what we call large deposits. I need to see all those large deposits, no matter how many different accounts they come into, because once an underwriter sees that there's a large deposit into the bank account, we need to know where it came from.
1: That's why I always always tell every buyer, no big deposits, no big withdrawals during pending.
2: Right. You want to make sure the underwriter needs to make sure that you didn't take out a loan in order to actually purchase this home. Right. The other thing is cash. You know, cash is not king when purchasing a home. I know. So the thing that Which you- Which
1: I am totally against. Seems un-American to me that you can't have 20 grand under your mattress. And... I didn't
2: say you couldn't have yeah, 20 know, grand, but it needs to be seasoned for 60 yes. days.
1: <laughs> These government terms.
2: Hello. Yeah. All right. My right, God. So cash is not king. They, again, need to show where mm-hmm. the money came from. Yeah. You I
1: don't- th- Everybody after the Depression didn't trust the banks, and they kept all cash in you know? them. Okay.
2: Right, got Don't make any large deposits Yeah, that's... like our guy went and bought a new car. So that's like a $500 liability that needs to go against him with the purchase. Now, luckily he makes enough money to be able to cover that. But I've had instances where people have bought engagement rings while pre-approved or while under contract because they wanted to propose at settlement and they're living happily ever after in their apartment. <laughs> K Jewelers is having a sale. They open up a credit card. You know, they buy a ring for $5,000. The payments, whatever. Let's call it $75 a month. On some, on some loans, that $75 could make or break their ratios.
1: No doubt about it. Like so, the guy that buys the new truck because he's had a, got a driveway.
2: Right. I tell people in all my classes, do not buy a truck unless you plan on living in it. That's right. The next one is don't close any credit cards. Somebody goes under contract. We're working on their their credit. They sign on the dotted line. They give their earnest money deposit. They see Jesus, right? They want to close all of their credit card accounts, pay off their collections. All of a sudden, now they want a clean credit report,
1: which is the a real worst bad move.
2: thing you can do. Closing accounts is just letting the creditor know that you can't manage that account. So by closing that credit card account. Your score can drop anywhere from 75 to 100 points. I just went through this, yeah.
1: where somebody had, she had like six credit cards, and I told them at the initial meeting, do not close accounts. Now, she didn't close them, but she took paid them all down to zero. With, that hurt, too.
2: Sure, it can. And it can if you don't have any revolving credit. I mean, I have another woman that's been out of the country for 10 years had established credit. She was close to 800, left for 10 years, never kept that credit going, never kept the revolving cards. And now she's like at a four something because everything just stagnated. So you don't want to close. having no credit. But the the point is too with this, once you've been pre-approved, I tell people don't even sneeze. You're good to go. If I tell you you're pre-approved, you're ready to go, there's nothing else you need to do. Now, if I pre-approve you for, let's say, a $350,000 home and you want to buy a $450,000 home, I'll tell you things to do as far as your credit or, you know, what needs to be done to be able to get you there. Right. But you got to follow the advice of the loan officer. You don't ask your dentist how to do an oil change. So don't ask somebody else how to buy a new home. Everybody's situation is completely different.
1: No, you never see signs dentistry by owner.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The other thing is too, and this goes back to, don't apply for any new credit. Because if you, the guy that bought the the, uh, ring from K Jewelers, number one, it's an inquiry. It showed up when we refreshed his credit report a couple days before closing. And he's going to sign a document stating that no new credit has been taken out. Now, the answer to that was yes. $75 Seventy five dollar payment could have blown up the whole deal.
1: That's right. I have. I've. I, I've had them. When you get a tell, sometimes when you're a real estate agent, they call you up and they ask you, uh, "Do you think we could get it back in the house and take another look?" And I'll say, "For what? Well, we want to measure some rooms." Right. Uh for what? Well, oh, we were thinking about going out and furniture. No, no. Right. No. No big purchases. No big deposits, no big withdrawals until we close.
2: But Mark, Raymore and Flanagan is zero percent. They're having a big sale and it's zero percent interest. Yeah,
1: and you're going to have a bunch of furniture you're going to have in a storage (laughs) unit.
2: (laughs) All right. And the last one is don't fail to disclose any financial or credit information. You know, any surprises during the loan process can be detrimental. We're here to help. I'm not the mortgage police. I've, in 25 years, I've been able to work through most situations. So you got a we'll great work, crew, and yeah, you do a great We do job. have a great crew. Thank you. So coming up next is going to be our question and answer segment.
1: Oh, and so with that, you are listening to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back.
0: Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. But first, a word from one of our home team partners, Remax, and Alan Stassen, who's famous for being a Philadelphia real estate expert. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on
1: WPHT 1210 Talk Radio. So where are we at, Dan?
2: Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. So what's the first question? Well, you know what I want to say What's really cool is since we are now on Sunday at 9 a.m., yes. a lot of people have been calling with a lot of questions and given us an opportunity to answer a lot of questions, yeah, I got which some, I think is cool.
1: Yeah, and with Radio.com, I've been, I got some calls from Florida.
2: Yeah, so I've been telling everyone, too, you, you have to download Radio.com. Yeah. Because if you're going to sleep till 9.30 and not listen to the show at 9 o'clock, you can rewind it. That's true. And you can listen to the show from the beginning.
1: And the beginning has a cool beginning.
2: Very beginning. (laughs) I think you should just get up early and listen. But anyway, that's just me. All right. So what's this first question? The first question is, what is triple net in real estate? All right. So we're talking about leases here.
1: So the average person, tenant, which 40% of Philadelphia rents. How much? 40% of Philadelphia rent.
2: I thought we were at 37.
1: No, we went up. We went up to 40 in the end of, in 19. Went up to 40% from 38%. New York is 92% because it's so expensive. But anyway, with a lease, average, regular real estate lease, usually the landlord pays like the water bill and the taxes, and the tenant pays the utility bills and the rent. Right on a commercial. Now you could do this on residential, triple net, but it's not common in residential. It's mostly commercial. And what it basically means is you sign a lease with a a t- uh, landlord. You're renting a commercial property, and you pay the taxes. You pay the water bill you might pay the utilities you might be responsible for all repairs like there's landlords they don't want to hear anything like my landlord says you not call you send check <laughs> and, and like i just send How's that checks go? every month yeah she's great i love her nancy but anyway she don't want to hear nothing you know but uh, but it's a triple net lease you're responsible for everything so you might be paying the real estate taxes too, which residential usually don't. Now, they're usually adjusting the rent the landlord if he's smart to figure out how to pay the taxes and everything else. But that's the big difference. And it's usually commercial, but it could be residential. You could rent a residential house and be triple net. It's everything's negotiable no matter what. So it's always in the lease. But most commercial leases... Most of them are triple Net. They they you pay for everything, and they rent you this space. All
2: right. What's the next one? How does how long does it take to pull your credit? Oh wait, that was the wrong question. That was the wrong question. Yeah, sorry. How long does it take to obtain a real estate license? Actually, in Pennsylvania,
1: to I get I answer this question all day long. <laughs> I'm not going to give them the. Whole it's also here.
2: on your voicemail.
1: Yes. Yeah, and saves me some uh, phone calls.
2: Is there a button I can hit to like fast forward?
1: Can't fast forward. Okay. Anyway, in Pennsylvania, to get a real estate license, it's a 75 hour course required by the state. And it's two courses fundamentals and practices. And it differs from state to state. Like some, I just talked to somebody from Colorado. Theirs was 160 hours. Uh, Some are less than us. I think Delaware's is like 90. So it varies from state to state. And some states are reciprocal, like Jersey now. Jersey's such a pain in the butt, man. But it's like uh, like we're the same amount of hours, Jersey and Pennsylvania. But if you want a Jersey license and have a Pennsylvania license, you still got to take that 15-hour extra course. I don't know why. But basically, it's a 75-hour course. You got to take, and once you're done, you get a transcript from the school. You can make sure that you got to go go to a good school.
2: What uh, would be a good school to go to?
1: A good school would be Philadelphia Real Estate Classes. Very good school. Good reviews. But and all my teachers are practicing uh, Realtors, so you're not going to get some college professor reading a book there.
2: Or sometimes you have an amazing mortgage person come in and do
1: possibly the mortgage class. Possibly. But anyway, it's a seventy-five hour course, and once you get once you get through that class, the whole course is about passing the test, and then you you schedule the test yourself with a testing center that has a contract with the state, and you got a license if you pass. What's
2: and then the you open one? up the phone book, and you're ready to start going business. Not the phone book. We're not. We're going <laughs> to guide. Next question: <laughs> Does real property also include the airspace above the land?
1: This happens all the time. There was a big dispute in Center City when they did uh, the uh, Comcast building uh, because the airspace above holds value, and when when they do the the leases and I, I mean the architects design the lots and they go up. That airspace holds value. So, that airspace is included in the deal. Now, years and years and years ago in Philly, there was a rule that you couldn't build above William Penn's at back in the day. Right. But they finally got rid of that stupid rule. And then, but that above the air, airspace has value. So, and you technically own, according to real estate law. From your ground all the way into space. So every time a plane flies through your backyard, even though he's at 35,000 feet, <laughs> he's in your property. What's the next one?
2: Are townhomes bigger than condos?
1: It's a garden now. I sold a townhome, a condo at uh, 20th and Chestnut that was 3,500 square feet. It was the whole third floor.
2: Like a penthouse.
1: Yeah. And the guy lived in New York and he took the train every day and then he hurt his back and he couldn't take the train ride. And I sold his townhouse for a uh, million, eight, something like that. And for a million, eight in New York, he got like a, a thousand square That's foot, right. yeah, the two bedroom, you know, but, uh, it's, it's according uh, you know, you could buy, there's some baseball players it's, and stuff in Philly. They they, they have whole floor of condos. Right. So there... It
2: depends on the area. Yeah. It depends, it depends on, on the area. area. And we have a lot of people that are moving from New York into Philadelphia just because of the square footage and the price points. And the
1: price point. That's yep. right.
2: All right. Next question. Can your husband co-sign on someone else's home without your knowledge?
1: Yeah, he can.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> the question is... Who is that? Someone else. That's right. <laughs> right. And
1: uh, and now you know there's a lot of legal ramifications there.
2: Well, what happened? There, you're eventually going to know because when you run a credit report, that other mortgage is apps, you know, is absolutely going to come up.
1: Yeah, and the wife might be saying like, uh, "Who, who's yeah, Su- who, who is, is that, is
2: Susan?" Right. <laughs> Jeez.
1: <laughs> but like you know, you know what that. Every once in a while you hear one of those stories about the guy that's leading this double life cuz he was a he had a traveling job and he had like a home in Chicago with like two or three kids and then a home in Jersey with two or three kids. Sounds exhausting. And they never ever met. I know. I mean like just how could you live under that kind of stress but I've I've heard a lot of those stories. It's bizarre. And how
2: they found out was the other person missed the mortgage payment. And the guy's credit score tanked when they were trying to purchase a car. He was trying to purchase a car for his new wife.
1: It just seems like... Insane. Insane, really. All
2: right. All right. Those were good questions. Thank you. All right. So what's coming up next? Coming up next is our topic of the day. This economy is opportunity time.
1: And it is. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate, all positive all the time. We'll be right back.
2: Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is this economy is opportunity time.
1: And it is. I've been telling everybody, and sometimes, man, people look at me like I'm lying to them they <laughs> Don't believe me. But this economy is opportunity time, and you got to take advantage of it. Now is the time to take chances. We may never see an economy this long booming in our lifetimes. So if you ever thought about opening a business, growing a team, build, buying an investment piece, doing a flip, whatever, this is the time to do it. Uh, the last economy that was as good as this was way back when in the Reagan In years. Reagan years. And there's a myth about the economy that when the economy is great, rich people get richer. And that's what the media says. But everybody made more money. Poor people made more money. Middle class made more money. Rich people made more money for five years during the Reagan economy, and that one and and forget about all the politics. There's no politics. This is not about politics. This is about the economy. Then the next one was Clinton. Everybody made rich people made more money. Middle class made more money. Poor people made money for four years, and then this last one where there was all this pent up desire of people, business people to do things, there were trillions of dollars nationwide prior to the 16th election because nobody was sure what was going to happen. Right. So trillions, not billions, trillions, across the United States sitting on a fence. Two billion in Philly Metro alone. And then after that election took place, you can't make money with your money in the bank. What do you get, 1% if you get that? If you're lucky. Yeah. So you got to spend money. So then, then the floodgates were open. Now, I've been reading Pew studies and different studies. Now, we're into this thing for like three years and record number employment, job salaries going up, construction booming. I mean, little tells. Like there's eight steel mills being built in the United States. I, I tell the newbies this at the school, and they look at me like I'm a nut. They're like steel mills. What the hell is he talking about? Eight steel mills. There hasn't been a was, steel. I was going to
2: say, when was the last time a steel like mill late was 1800s, built?
1: early 1900s? There's one in Pennsylvania being built. Like that's not a small investment. You're talking billions of dollars here. So the whole point it is is if you if you take a chance now and you screw up, like say you're going to do a flip. And you buy a flip and the margins are tight or investment piece and you screw up a little bit and you don't make as much money or you take a little hit. What's the worst thing that can happen? You lose a couple grand. That's the way I look at it. Sure. You, you lose a few grand. You learned a lesson. You fail forward. Right. But back in 2010, which I thought was the worst year because everybody thought it was going to get better and it was like a bad flu that's going around right now. That just lingers and lingers and lingers. And spreads and And, spreads. And it's like, if you made a mistake in 2010, you might be filing bankruptcy. Sure. So don't get caught standing on the dock when this ship sails. Now, I think uh, I'm seeing projections that this could go six to eight years. Now, if that happens, that'd be the longest booming economy in U.S. history. And I and I'm not getting into any politics here because I don't worry about politics I look at numbers and I know in my businesses it's time to make moves now and get ready for when that finally does happen because I remember me and you used to always talk about it remember when they did uh, all those condos down on the uh, river river around 2006 right and I, I I seen things changing in 2005 because people were coming to the table buying $300,000 houses and had no money in the bank and got a check back. And I was like, how are they making next month's payment? <laughs> and I, I knew that wasn't going to last, and it took a while, and some very intelligent people built giant condos down on the river, and then they ended up auctioning them off in, like, nine, ten, yep, remember? I do. Auctions. Yeah. I mean... You you would think those guys were like following what was happening, but there was such a frenzy from two thousand three to two thousand five with money. The greed was out of control. I actually wrote a song about it. Remember that song I wrote called uh, uh, "Who They Stole My Rabbit Ears Away"? <laughs> That's and right. That was all about <laughs> that was all about too, right. too big to fail. Yep, and two thousand ten. So it was like you know.
2: The it's crazy. The- I mean, and also look at everything that's being built. Look at all the cranes that are in Center City. Look at all the buildings that are being built. Yeah. Look at the building that we're in. I mean, it's it's amazing. Now is the time to take that risk. That's right. Opportunity is knocking at the door.
1: Now, you don't want to miss this boat. And and, and how, I'll tell you how people miss the boat. They're too busy. They're too- I actually had a guy I called about sponsor on the show, and he told me, I don't want any more business. Now, to me, I figure there's always a solution to that problem. I can hire more people. Sure. Like, having too much business is a good thing. Exactly, It can freak you out, and you can get a little wired up, but you can solve that problem. But you don't want to be stuck on the dock watching this ship sail away maybe four years from now.
2: Well, Mark, that goes back to last week's segment. If it was last week or the week before, but when we were talking about the 80-20, so people are too busy because they're in their eighty percent. If they're if you're in your twenty as a business owner, then you're going to see the opportunities. That's right. to Take advantage of And
1: them. that and the this too, which Doctor Ray talks about. Right. If you're that S and C, they don't take. They don't like to take chances. The D's and I's, they'll take a shot and and not think about it as much. Right. But like, don't listen to the doom and gloomers because they're already out there. I'm seeing them on Facebook. The recessions coming. Do this. Do that. Right. I don't buy none of it. I, I, I just, I just see this economy really rolling, and we may never see an economy this good. You got to grab on long, right
2: now. You got to grab long. on and hold tight.
1: Yeah. Uh, so uh, what? What's the worst thing that can happen? You get, you lose a little money. You, you, make a couple mistakes, but you can recoup in this market.
2: In this market, you can recoup. In two thousand
1: nine, right. two thousand ten, even eleven, you made a bad mistake, man. You were. a Filing bankruptcy. It it
2: takes years to recover from Uh, that. Years
1: to recover from that. So, uh, you know, stay in your 20%, keep an eye out for opportunities, and take some chances. You got to take a chance. If you never take a chance, nothing's going to happen.
2: And if you don't ask?
1: The answer is no. Correct. That's rule number one. Rule number two, just so the audience knows, my rules of life are: if you don't take a chance, if you only ask, the answer is no. And rule number two is: little pigs get fed, big pigs get slaughtered. And then, so you don't have to get greedy. You can always make money.
2: All right, all right. All right. Speaking of hell, not to be greedy, I think we have Doctor Abelson on the line with us today.
3: Doctor Ray, hi guys, how are you?
2: Hey, Doctor Ray, how are you?
3: I'm fine. How so are you guys doing? We
2: Fabulous. Are good.
1: So, Doctor, last week we talked about the I buyer. This week we're up to the right. S personality. All right, yep. how, and so how
2: it relates to buying, buying or selling, or selling a, house. a house,
1: right? How they make right. decisions.
3: All right, tell us a little bit about the S. Well, the S is very interesting because these are more your supportive people. These are more the people that kind of keep more to themselves, uh, but they're interested in you. Uh, and and they are typically slow to uh, make decisions, uh, and they make decisions on a very personal basis. They're the type of people who really are are interested in family um, and interested in in, in being respected uh, and 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 being liked. And they don't like conflict. No, so when they don't like con- to, they don't
1: like they definitely do not like confrontation.
3: That's right, and they will avoid that. So it's interesting when there's a family involved. Their needs can typically become secondary to the needs of the kids or the spouse, okay uh, which is interesting. so the, so the idea there is to, is to focus on by asking them, well, Let's talk about more about your family. See, there's no way in heck that you would do this with a D, because the is not going to get into that. The is going to be interested in getting it done, right. okay, and getting it cost-effectively done. But the S, let's talk about your family. You know, how old are your kids? What are your kids need? How important is school for you? Um, how important are other types of recreational facilities? But as we know, buyers are liars. So they tell you all kinds of neat stuff. Okay, uh, but then you would really have to check it out to make sure it's really true or not. So the first, the first house or, or two that you show them, you're really going to have to start qualifying them because you're going to say things that they think are the right things to say. Typically, all right, uh, but then you have to see how they react. So don't be surprised if for the first, you know, couple houses you're you're off mark even from your questions. I okay? always I, with
1: with most buyers anyway. Before I even take them out, I I usually have a buyer's needs analysis with them. And the first question sure. I always ask them is, what's the most important thing we need to talk about? And then I try, right. I, sh- I shut up. And, and, and the majority of the population falls in this S&C group. That, and, it does. It and does. and, and when, they, when you ask them that question, there's like a pause. And then they're thinking. And then they tell you everything that they're looking for. And then they start visualizing it. And now you know. So it's not like you're this agent that just takes them out, shows them houses, and then, oh, this is not the kind of house we're looking for. We're looking for that one that's straight through, you know, living room, a uh, straight through rather than a uh, air light or something. So these people are well, all about relationships. So if you ask them
3: questions, they'll tell you. They will, uh, but you have to be careful. You have to ask them. Okay, they typically don't volunteer it out. And it's hard to read their nonverbal sometimes because they're very sensitive to how you're going to react to them. So don't be critical of them. Don't, get, don't share your frustration with them, okay, because then their, their feelings are going to be hurt and it's going to be hard for you to, 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 to reconnect with them. That's right.
1: So like me, being a high day, I, that what solves my problem is asking that question. What's the most important thing that we need to talk about? And do not, then I wait. And sometimes there's a long pause, and then they start explaining to me their whole situation: why they want to move, where they want to move, what it looks like, and then you build a rapport. Otherwise, they think I'm going to come in and give them a pitch on how great me and my company are. That's what they're expecting, right. and I don't right. do. I don't that, do that.
3: It's always about them. That's so right. The, and, and the other thing is too: bring the spouse in. Okay, bring the spouse into the conversation. Sometimes both of them are us. OK, and then you're going to have to bring them both in and then you're going to have to try and deal with the different needs and different desires because neither of them is going to want the conflict. All right.
2: Thank you, Dr. I, that was awesome. Yeah, Tell right. everybody how to get a hold of you.
3: It's real easy. It's dr.a at Abelson.net, A-B-E-L-S-O-N dot net or www.Abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N dot net.
1: All right, doctor, we'll talk to you next week.
2: Thank you so much. It's All real. right. And if you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a
1: special thanks to all of our listeners and sponsors keeping us on the air here at Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on Radio.com. We hope to make you a faithful listener, keep you informed. And you can listen to us every Sunday at 9 a.m. So with
2: that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Kitsaras, your mortgage mom.
1: You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT.
0: All positive, all, all the, the time. time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.
2: When we make a profit, you see it. Better rates, fewer fees, and we give back to the community all the things that you want from a financial institution. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours.